Warning, the following program contains subject matter not suitable for a younger audience. It contains offensive language and opinions. Stop it! You're acting like a child! Greetings, ghouls! It's time to discuss, discuss, and dissect. Okay, so to bring it to a weird tangent, in a tangent, within a tangent, skewed into this tangent. And now, introducing our hosts, the gruesome twosome, Mike and Jeremy. We are Fetters of the Dead. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Welcome to Fans of the Dead. I'm Mike. I'm Jeremy. And you just got rickrolled, bitch. I did. I got fucking rickrolled. I'm sorry. That was the best joke that I could come up with to prank you over Zoom. I had a way better idea, but I'm going to have to save it for next year. Yeah, I I got fucking nothing. Sad times. So how you doing, bro? Doing good. How you doing now that you've entered your 40s? Uh, honestly, feels exactly like it did before. Uh, <laughs> but I do have to thank you for that awesome Joe Bob cameo that was like straight from the heart. It was touching. He even went on a little Joe Bob rant. That was fucking awesome. Thank you for that. Cheers, bro. If it's all right with you, I still have to post that because it's a cool video. Hell yeah. I figured maybe we put a little sample in right here, you know. Like... Fans of the dead forever. So yeah, uh, I mean, not much really going on. Actually brought the kids to McDonald's the other day and the guy took my card, handed it back to me and he's like, oh, sorry, it was declined. So I'm like, immediately like, fuck, what the hell? Like, (laughs) where's my money? You know, so I go to give him another card. He's like, April Fool's, man. (laughs) Like deadpan. No enthusiasm, no like emotion, nothing. Just I'm like straight, uh, just straight no sell. And I'm like, hey, you know, April Fool's Day is April first. <laughs> it's not like the whole month, but I figure, why not run with it? And we will do some April Fools and some pranks. And there's a lot of those in horror movies. There are like an insane amount. I watched so many movies to prepare for this. Yeah, most of them happened in the '80s, though. A lot of tomfooleries. Tomfooleries. Yes. <laughs> a lot of shenanigans were happening in the 80s. It was just like frizzy hair and cocaine. Some hullabaloo and just things gone awry. Yes, because it's actually a trope in horror that if you play a prank on someone, it always backfires. Yes. I think there's like one or two successful ones that like worked out. I-, I can only think of one. I can think of one, and it's the one I wanted to play on you today. A Rickroll? That is hardly a prank. So you want to just get into it? <laughs> Why not just get into it? Let's get into it. Take it away, bro. Okay. So, my number ten of pranking movies. The Burning. 1981. Wow, The Burning. Yes, One Night. At Camp Blackfoot, several campers pull a prank on caretaker named Cropsy. Mm-hmm. 
by setting a worm-riddled skull with candles in his eye sockets, like on fire, right next to his bed. So when the caretaker is awoken, you know, he's a little startled. <laughs> a little bit, that's that's one way to wake up. Like, I mean, he, he gets, like, so frightened that he, like, kicks the thing, like, off his bed. And it's, like, this whole... I mean, to him, it's obviously not hilarious. To me, it was hilarious because it was just, like... <laughs> He kicks it off the bed and then like there's gasoline next to the next to the bed and like the whole place goes up in flames. That's and, where I keep my gas can, you know, nice right. and handy right under my pillow. See, I do too, but apparently he's a little more negligent. So he catches on fire. He reminded me of the kid from Kindergarten Cop, the kid jumping on the table. I'm on fire! I'm on fire! <laughs> yeah, so he... he he flees from the cabin on fire, jumps into the river, and of course, like, the, the kids who pulled this prank on him, they're, they're campers, and they're just like, oh, shit. Are we gonna get in trouble? And then they just kind of run away. As kids do. So five years later, Cropsey is released from the hospital, despite having to deal with failed skin grafts and all this stuff, and so he wears, like, a coat, like, a trench coat to, like, hide everything, and decides to go and take his revenge on a new camp. Camp Stonewater, where we have a young Jason Alexander, which I am amazed. Like, I didn't even say the name of the movie, and you knew which one I was talking about. Yeah, because this one, yeah, it's a, it's a really good movie. I really do like this movie, but when you said that there were some heavy hitters, I was like, oh, he's got to be talking about this. <laughs> but yeah, it was so weird. And I'm like, is that, is that fucking Costanza? Jason so, Alexander. Yeah, Jason Alexander. So... Jenna and Lauren both commented on, is that him? Wow, he's actually hot. Yeah, he like wasn't bad looking. He was like in shape. He wasn't, you know, Costanza. He was like a bully jock. And then you also had Fisher Stevens, who, I mean, the only thing I know him from is the Indian guy from, from Short Circuit. <laughs> That's about Johnny it. Johnny Five? <laughs> you are not knowing your battery fluids. That guy's actually in mad movies. No, he is. No, I end uh, Susan was telling me that. It took me a minute to to figure it out. I'm like, who is this scrawny dude? He looks yeah. so familiar. But yeah, no, and he apparently lures a he hires a prostitute and ends up like killing her and getting like garden shears is his weapon of choice. I think that might have been the set it off moment. Like I think he was trying to turn a new leaf. He was just trying to get yeah. some pussy. And she saw his face. He's like, oh, my God, you fucking hideous. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, man, I guess I'm going on a killing spree. Yeah, no, there was some some cool, some cool kills here. And uh, yeah, no, it was, a, it was definitely a fun one. I Hell enjoyed yeah. it. Oh, yeah, mad fun. All right. So for my number 10, we're going to Castle Rock. Castle Rock. For the body. Or, if we're going to talk about the movie, we might as well talk about Stand By Me from 1986. So, the stories from Stephen King's uh, short novella series. Different Seasons from 1982 also had Breathing Method, which is the only one of the four that did not get made into a huge fucking movie. So, At Pupil and Rita Hayworth and The Shawshank Redemption were also parts of this book. Now, Stand By Me is probably Stephen King's favorite adaptation of one of his works. And, I mean, look at this. River Phoenix, Corey Feldman, Jerry O'Connell, a young, chubby Jerry O'Connell. We got Will Wheaton, Kiefer Sutherland, 
Richard Dreyfus, and in a small, small role, John Cusack. Yes. And tell me you can hear the Benny King song and not think of this movie. Oh, of course. No, you can't. So, the movie itself, they don't technically pull a prank. So this is weird. So the movie starts with Richard Dreyfus thinking about his childhood. He's a writer. He's writing about his childhood. So this is kind of a story within a story in a story. Because the kid is a writer and he writes the story, The Revenge of Lardass Hogan. <laughs> and he tells it around a campfire with his buddies because this is the summertime. You know, this is 1960, way, way back. Gordy Lachance and his boys take a trip to see a dead body. They're going to be heroes. They're going to be the ones that find the body, quote unquote, and, you know, give closure to the poor family. But about halfway there, they need to entertain themselves. So Gordy tells his story. And the story is about a young Davy Hogan who's constantly bullied, basically by his whole town, much along the same lines as Fatty McGee. So... He enters the annual pie-eating contest, which, like, the local DJ, the mayor, like, all, all these big people are there. I mean, this is way more a big deal than it sounds like. Like, the pie-eating contest is, like, the thing of the town. So beforehand, he downs a bottle of castor oil. Not because he wants to, but because he's going to trick up his chubby little sleeves. So, they're all housing these pies, and all of a sudden, you just hear this and dude pukes all over the dude next to him which causes the funniest chain reaction of like regan style puking it's just sprays <laughs> of puke everywhere this fat lady pukes in her purse kids are puking on each other everyone's puking everywhere and he just kind of sits back and enjoys his moment in the puke light. Oh, oh, best best part about that. So, that that's the end of the story. You know, he got everyone to puke, and he just kind of embarrasses everyone. But when Gordy's done telling the story, Teddy Lachance, played by Corey Feldman, is like, what the fuck, that's it? I was hoping he was going to get a gun and mow down everyone. <laughs> All right. So, my number nine, I went with House on Sorority Row. Hmm. Now, if it's the only house on the row... Is it really a row? Yeah. uh, They could have called the movie Sorority House. (laughs) It's true. Yeah, because I didn't see any other houses on this row. No, it kind of seemed like they were kind of isolated. Yeah. So we have... Beautiful house. We have seven sorority sisters. We have Katie, Vicky, Liz, Jeannie, Diane, Morgan, and Stevie. Now, they're coming up on graduation time, and, you know, they want to have some sort of a celebration. As one would. Uh, yeah, of course. Now, their celebration is interrupted by the domineering house mother, Mrs. Slater. Oh, I thought her name was Mrs. Buzzkill. She was Mrs. Buzzkillington, yes. <laughs> Let's look at some etchings. So, the beginning of the movie starts out with, like, this horrible birth. Like, it was like an emergency, like, C-section kind of thing, if you want to call it that. Yeah, I mean, it was a little, I don't know, ambiguous as to what exactly was going on in this guy's, like, den. 
Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was strange. So I wasn't really quite, like, quite sure what was going on. So anyway, so the sorority sisters, they don't really care for Mrs. Slater, who is obviously a pain in the ass and doesn't want them to have any fun and is trying to kick them out of the house. So Vicky, I believe it is, comes up with the prank. Right. She seems to be the most fun in the group. Yes. So they steal her walking cane and then throw it on like a tire that's floating in this abandoned pool that obviously nobody can like use because it's like green. Yes, it looked like the swamp from the last movie we talked about <laughs> where the boys got leeches all over their fucking junk. Yeah, so, and then they, she basically forces Mrs. Slater to jump into the pool at gunpoint. Yes. <laughs> and they, oh, they, I could I could see why this would be hilarious. <laughs> and then they have this this I think it was only like two of them that actually like had this planned because like five of them were just like what the fuck are you doing? So they plan this whole fake like the gun goes off and her friend gets shot in the ankle. And long story short, Mrs. Slater takes a bullet to the chest accidentally, and they're like, "Oh fuck!" Oh man. We accidentally killed the babysitter. Oops. The babysitter's dead. Don't tell mom. So they, they wrap her up, they throw her in the pool, but is she dead? I would say so. She got shot in the chest. But this is a horror movie, so... Ha <laughs> So they go ahead... The knows? They go ahead with their graduation celebration, and one by it's one... It's just a little hiccup, just one little speed bump it's, on it's, our road to party town. It's fine. Everything's cool. Although one of them seemed... A little hesitant to partake. I believe that was Katie. Yeah, you, you could totally tell who the final girl's supposed to be because the one person who was involved but right. was like, eh, I don't know. Should we really, like, weigh her body down with towels? Like, <laughs> how about rocks? How about anything besides towels? Right, but they also explained that Mrs. Slater is the one who was in labor and part of that whole birth thing oh so that wasn't just for no reason no it wasn't for just no reason and apparently she was basically psychotic like whatever that did i mean fucked her up so much and then like any sort of trauma or stress can kind of like set her off right set her off and then she will run around and tell people not to drink and not to smoke weed and not to have fun and turn the music down do not raise it over five do not have sex on waterbeds. Like, fuck. That was rude. So rude. She broke the waterbed and cock-blocked in one swift motion yes. of her bird cane. <laughs> yeah, so it was. I, I liked it. Most of the kills were kind of, like, off-camera. Like, they didn't, like, show them. It was, like, a shadow or... Yeah, that was the one thing I didn't like about it. Like, a, a lot of the kills were off screen. But then, like, towards the end of the movie, like, we did get some cool, like, effects. But, yeah. Yeah, there were a lot of kills. There were, definitely. So, that was cool. Yeah. My number nine, Thriller. And I'm not talking about Michael Jackson's Thriller, which is also awesome. But 2018's Thriller. I don't think I saw that. Starring RZA. <laughs> RZA. Who not only acts as the principal, but he also did the m music for this. And he was executive producer. Also, you're going to recognize the detective, Michael Ty Williamson, who's been in everything. Huh. Awesome dude. I mean, Wikipedia said you would know him from Bubba Gump. He was Bubba. But 
I mean, he's been in so much more than that, man. But he, he's a cool dude. The first thing I think of is Truth or Consequences, New Mexico. Oh, yeah. That's a badass movie that he's in. Anyway, so we have Chauncey. And Chauncey is sp- 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 special. That's a quote from the movie. I'm not saying that. <laughs> so this kid, so the movie goes out of its way to show how good of a kid this is. He, like, scrounges together pocket change and buys food for a bomb. And he ends up bumping into his crush, who leads him to an abandoned house, where he's ambushed by a whole gang of kids wearing skull masks. They're all, like, wearing the same clothes and skull masks. And there's mad of them. So they're all chanting his name. Chauncey, Chauncey, Chauncey. He runs up the stairs, as people do in horror movies. He ends up getting cornered and startled as another kid is behind him. And he kind of accidentally knocks this kid off over a railing to fall to their death. And all the kids agree at that moment, well, I mean, technically, he did it. Chauncey did it. So he goes to jail for this prank gone wrong. Well-organized prank, I have to say. Like, these kids are probably supposed to be, like, eighth grade, maybe. And there was at least 20 of them wearing the same outfits and same masks. And they cleverly lured him into this abandoned building. I gotta say, props to those 12-year-olds. So, four years later, Chauncey's out. Chauncey's angry. And people start turning up not alive. That sucks. Yeah. So... You've heard the story before. You know, prank gone wrong, person wants revenge. I mean, mad of our movies are, that's what it's going to be. But this is a fresh take on it, and I like the characters. There, there was some. There was a lot of fun. Nice. It's, cu- to... it's currently on Netflix. Check it out. I'll, I definitely have to check it out. So my number eight. Now, this was a movie that was previously on one of your lists. This was on our on your back to school list. Oh, I think I know what you're saying. Are we going to Doddsville? Are we going to Doddsville? Not sure. Probably. Maybe. But we're going to go to Slaughter High. Yes. Doddsville High. Doddsville High. Yes. By founder. will forever be known as Slaughter High. Yes. So, high school outcast Marty Ratson is seduced by popular girl Carol in the women's locker room. How red flags weren't, weren't, like, flown from the beginning, I'm not 100% sure. Okay. So, picture this. You're in high school. I don't know what year they're supposed to be, but pick any one of the four out of for you. And the most prettiest popular girl comes up to you, and she's like, Jeremiah, let's go into the women's locker room and fuck. Tell me you're not at least going to go along with it and see how far it goes. Yeah. I, if it ends up I, in a prank, I, you're like, ah, <laughs> you got me, but I still grabbed a boob. <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. It never happened, so. So Marty is luckier than you. Um, apparently so. so <laughs> to this point anyway <laughs> so this is revealed as a prank as several students appear and mock marty's naked body yeah that's not cool yeah led by troublemaker skip the students physically abuse marty before the coach intervenes now later two of the students kind of like fake remorse and offer marty laced weed that to just make him sick all right, now I want to say this should, definitely should have been a red flag because if you're ever offered marijuana, or actually if you're offered anything yeah. that's supposed to be shared and you're the only one partaking, come on, guy. Yeah. Like, first he gives you the green hit. Yeah, I'm sorry, you get the green hit. But every other hit after that, oh no no no, puff it up, puff it up, puff it up. Like, come on. 
<laughs> so a skip messes with Marty's science project, accidentally setting off a chain of events that ends with Marty being doused with nitric acid, disfiguring him. Yeah, so I've noticed a certain theme here. A lot of people think that lighting people on fire is funny. <laughs> it's, just, it's just different times, I guess. Different yeah, times. I mean, I mean, so in prom night two, Mary Mary Lou is behind stage and she like ditches her date to fool around with this other guy. So for a prank, he throws a smoke bomb at her, which bursts her into flames. <laughs> and it's just like, what the fuck? Why is lighting someone on fire? A prank. I don't know. So ten years later, now Carol meets Skip and others at their high school reunion. Nobody knows who set this up because they're just like, "Oh, I'm just you know here. We're 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 having a reunion a reunion at our old school." They find that they were the which only... is abandoned. Right. They found they were the only ones invited. Uh, the school is long, vacant, and in disrepair. You know, they decide to break in. They're gonna party unbeknownst to them the school's caretaker is killed by a man wearing a jester mask yes yes now can i just say this movie was originally going to be called april fool's day but it was coming out the same year as april fool's day so they changed the name to slaughter high but they could have also changed the name of this movie to color blinded red flags (laughs) because nobody's seeing them they're everywhere they just obviously like the they just start being picked off in a variety of ways, like Ted, Ted's stomach explodes upon drinking acid beer. Yeah, he chugged the uh, poison beer. Uh, like a lot of the shit was really cool. Like the uh, science that Marty uses, because obviously they got him in the lab because he likes to hang right. out in the lab and you know do experiments and like that's fun for him. But he uses it to his advantage. Yeah, one the I mean, bathtub scene. Oh my god, who takes a bath? Who takes a bath in an abandoned school? Or during a party. It just makes no sense. So Skip, uh, actor was um, Carmine Inaconi, if that's how you say it, is actually from Springfield, Massachusetts. The kid that played Marty? No, the kid who played Skip. Oh, Skip. Yeah, so the, like one of the factoids I read about this was the kid that played Marty actually was so embarrassed about this movie that like he quit acting. I feel like I'll, that happens a lot. Yeah. That's unfortunate, because this is actually a pretty cool movie. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yeah. it a lot. I, I enjoyed this tremendously. I mean, if you've taken, you know, a boiling oil bath in the middle of a, an abandoned school, I mean, that, that's yeah. cool. Well, it's actually the opposite of cool, but yeah, I get where you're going. <laughs> so, my number eight. I had to add this. Even though the movie's not based around a prank, there is an epic prank pulled, and it goes, obviously... Horribly wrong. Bill fucking Murray. Zombieland. <laughs> so, I mean, look at this. Woody Harrelson, Emma Stone, Jesse Eisenberg. Mad heads in this movie. And obviously, Bill fucking Murray. So, Woody Harrelson is starstruck. You know, he's going on. Caddyshack, Ghostbusters. I don't mean to gush. And Bill Murray has been getting around, makeup and pretending to be a zombie. So, he can just kind of, and walk with the dead. That's how he gets by. He actually jokes that he just saw Eddie Van Halen, R.I.P. So he's so cool that he's joking around with them. They like play out scenes from Ghostbusters. Like they got the proton packs on, and then they get the funny idea to prank Jesse Eisenberg's character. But 
when Bill Murray comes creeping up behind him, he fucking kills Bill Murray. Such an asshole. Is that how you say hello where you come from? And Jess like, oh my God, Bill Murray. Oh my God, I just killed Bill Murray. And he's like, you know, it was my bad. I was never a good practical joker. Um, he ends up like being pretty cool about it because he's just so cool. They give him a gun salute, send off, and then just basically dump his body and then use hand sanitizer. <laughs> I still have to see the second one. No, the second one is really good. Is it? Yeah. I mean, it's not as good as the first one, but it's pretty fucking close. Nice. I do enjoy yeah. Zombieland. That was a good prank, though. Oh, it was great. So my number seven, this was on another uh, list of mine. I went with Terror Train 1980. Another prank played on a nerd, as typical. So at a college fraternity's New Year's Eve party, a reluctant Alana Maxwell, who is played by Jamie Lee Curtis, is coerced into participating in a prank. She lures a shy and awkward pledge Kenny Hampson into a darkened room on the promise of a sexual liaison. However, some of the students have placed a woman's corpse stolen from the uh, university medical school during Christmas vacation, uh, put her in the bed instead, and Kenny is traumatized by the prank. And he traumatized is, because he went through with it still? See, and this, is, this is heavily implied. Part of my issue here, it's like... Oh, uh, baby, it's so cold. Let me warm you up. So he's traumatized and is sent to a psychiatric hospital. So about three years later, the members of the same fraternities and sororities hold a New Year's Eve costume party aboard a train. This sounds like fun. Very interesting. Everyone got, like motion sickness and karen was puking and yeah it sounds like a horrible place to host a party so it sounds like you've done this so anyway uh class clown ed is disguised as groucho Marx. uh the prank ringleader doc is disguised as a monk jackson is disguised as an alien lizard and doc's girlfriend alana's best friend mitchy is disguised as a witch so ed is murdered prior to boarding the train and the killer dresses himself as groucho marx now i was all like who you know who could the killer be because they had david copperfield as the talent for the entertainment for the for the show and for some reason i was starting to think that he was the guy no it's the butler the butler always does it's true so yeah the the participants are all kind of picked off, picked off one by one. It's a fun movie. I enjoy it. Keeps you kind of guessing. Yeah, I still haven't seen it. I'll have to check it out. No, it's it, it's good. It's definitely up there with uh, one of Jamie Lee's Scream Queen films. Yeah, and uh, so the whole like college initiation type of like prank, like I, there's a lot of these, especially with like moving bodies. So like Chud Two, Bud the Chud, Bud the Chud. They move that body. But, I mean, there's a lot of prank initiation type things. Pledge Night, Hell Night, uh, kind of goes into my number seven, which I started going with Sorority Babes in the Slime Ball Ballorama because of the whole initiation and them going to yep. prank the girls at the mall. But, no, because the best prankster in that movie is the imp. <laughs> the kid wants gold bars. She wants a fancy, like, gown and to go dancing 
and obviously it's fool's gold and April fool's gold, if you will. <laughs> and, you know, just rags. He's like, oh, my gold. Oh, my dress. But we don't really get to know too much about the imp's backstory. Yeah, he's a supernatural being. So my real number seven, Pennywise the Dancing Clown. <sighs> Tell me he's not the best practical joker in the whole universe. He's, he's up there. In the new version of the movie, the second chapter, his role as Mrs. Kirsch solidified a number seven for this being, this fucking spider, whatever the hell he is. So Beverly is getting tea with an old lady, and all of a sudden she disappears into the hallway. That was so and freaky. You could see her walking back and forth, and all of a sudden you're like, yo, was that old lady naked? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, fuck, this old lady's naked. Now she's seven feet tall and boobs are swinging like <laughs> nasty pendulums. And she's so mad. And then it's just like, hi, Pennywise. Oh, this is an even real building. Boom. Gotcha, bitch. April Fool's Day. <laughs> that, that was that, that was freaky. What, like, came out, what was it? She came out of, like, the kitchen or something like that and started, like, running towards the camera. Yeah, like, all of a sudden, she's, like, all up in your face. But he played a lot of pranks on different people just as you know things like the wolfman he was the leper he was playing tricks all over the place they go to the chinese restaurant the food starts like coming at him or the, the fortune cookies i agree we all float down here man so my number six this was a late edition as of three hours ago nice i love those under the gun ones yeah th- this is a movie i've never heard of but it, I came across it screwing around with Amazon Prime. This is called Scare Campaign Okay. from 2016. It's actually Australian to give some love to Australia. So Scare Campaign is a hidden camera prank show. And it scares its targets with old school scares. They have like five seasons under their belt. But their latest target, John Brumpton nearly ends up shooting an actress thinking that she's a real zombie for some reason <laughs> until the yeah, crew... that's not gonna hold up in court dude <laughs> until the crew reveals that it's a prank now emma is another actress on the show now her director and ex-boyfriend marcus is um she, she talks to him about, about being more careful about who you know who they prank now vicky is their show general manager or the the network general manager and wants them to step their game up a little bit. So they step their fucking game up a little bit. So Vicky, the general manager, you know, shows them this series called masked freaks where they show like a bunch of costume people killing each other, like gruesomely. Ah, so like freaks with masks. Yeah, I guess so. So when they, they threaten, you know, their shows popularity. So, you know, they need them to like step it up. And so they they go to this asylum, set up this job interview for this guy, and he starts to like wig out and like he's not how do I how do I put this? Like the guy was like, Oh, like do you not know like my background? Like I I'm not supposed to work here. Did you do background check or whatever? And so the guy starts freaking out, they continue with the prank and like shit just goes wrong. And I mean this there's just like swerve after swerve swerves within swerves sounds like drifting i highly recommend it it is really good it's really fun i can't really say much more because it 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 just gives things away word 
Yeah, so 2016. Nice. Yes. Check that shit out. So my number six. Can we all just raise a glass because I want to thank you all. I want to thank you for helping me become what I am today. Wasted! <laughs> We're going back to House on Sorority Row. Mm. So, obviously, we know the big prank with the old woman's cane floating on a tire in a disgusting pool in a real loaded gun. Now, what could go wrong? <laughs> Did you also notice earlier in the movie, on the waterbed, that scene when they're about to have sex? Or I thought they already were having sex. I thought so, she, too. She pulls something out, and I'm like, what the hell is that? It was like a tiny condom. It was. I, I was gonna actually say. I forgot to say it. Like it was like one of those like joke ones from Spencer Gifts. So I was waiting for like another prank, and then it just like I don't know if there was a cut scene. Like if they went on too long, and they explained that like ha ha ha, like she's always the prankster. You know. I feel like there was a missing follow up, but anyway, another funny thing I wanted to bring up when they're having the big graduation party. There's mad people there. There's probably like 60, 70 people in this house. None of them look college-aged. They all look like parents of college-aged kids. But there's girls getting murdered on the other side of a wall. And she <laughs> like, like will run this way. This other girl, she runs that way. Why don't they run into the party where there's like 70 people? <laughs> there's no idea. None of them think to do that. Yeah, I kind of had me thinking like i know what you did last summer type of movie there's a lot of creepy clowns there's like this little gesture jack in the box there's a random gesture costume on the wall so another fool i'm a joker i'm a smoker i got a sharpened bird cane poker <laughs> <laughs> that's all i got <laughs> All right, well, we're already at the 40-minute mark, so we might as well split this one up into two parts. What do you say? I think that's a pretty good idea. Good idea. Yeah, <laughs> you already you already can't talk, yeah. <laughs> we should probably rest on that then. Yeah. Plus, it'll give you guys a little an extra episode down the line before we get to our next movie. Woo! All right, so as always, you can hear us on iTunes, Podomatic, Spotify, wherever you want to listen to us. We'll be in your ears. We're on Stitcher now. Uh, Deezer. Uh, I guess Deezer is a thing that people do. People love that shit. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, check us out. We're on Instagram, Fans of the Dead 1. Also Twitter, at Fans of the Dead 1. Facebook, Fans of the Dead. Check out our website, fansofthedead.com. Also check out some stupid videos that we have up on YouTube, Fans of the Dead. You want to bitch at us? Fans of the Dead podcast at gmail.com. Drop us a line. Yeah, give us some hate, give us some love, buy us a beer. Hell yeah, buy, buy us a few beers. You keep buying beers, we'll keep doing it. As always, Absolutely. have fun, be safe, peace. Peace.